Hey, Life Canton, Roger here. So glad you're back listening to our podcast. We have another special podcast for you today. We've been going through uh, this series where we sit down with staff and get to know a little bit about them. But before we get to today's guest, do not forget that uh, if you are a new listener, you are welcome. We're so glad that you're listening. Be sure to follow, like, subscribe so you can hear more stuff like this. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. And either way, if you want to participate in what God is doing in this community, we have so many opportunities for you to do that. The easiest and simplest, uh, but one of the most important, is to give financially uh, to what God is doing in our community, especially as we talk about our 10-year vision and what's ahead for Life Canton. So you can go to our uh, lifechurchcanton.org forward slash give page to be a part of that. Um, but yeah, let's let's get to who we're interviewing today. So, Veronique, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and maybe tell us uh, what you do. Hello, everyone. Yes, I am uh, Veronique. I am the church administrator. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh, what does that entail? <laughs> I'm like, oh, a lot. it's office manager, a church administrator, all the behind the scenes. Yep. Anything you could think of behind the scenes, I'm probably doing yep. it in one way or another. <laughs> yeah. Financial things, um, building things, you know. Things busy, busy, busy. Yeah. Ways, you yeah. were saying today's your long day and you're here all day trying to get everything done. Indeed. So Indeed. <laughs> you got a lot to do. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Well, I just have a couple simple questions just so um, our listeners can get to know you a little bit better. Um, so we'll start pretty simple. Uh, where did you grow up? Oh, a uh, complicated question in a sense. I, I This keeps happening. I say, like, here's an easy question. And then I was like, this actually, that's a pretty not, complicated question. Topic. I was like, all right, I got to stop saying questions are easy. Okay. So just, <laughs> It's just complicated up? for me because yeah. I moved around a lot. Yeah. So yeah. I was technically born in Toledo, Ohio. Right? Okay. You know, right down, you know, not that far from here. However, gotcha. know nothing about Toledo because <laughs> when I was uh, under five, I can't even pinpoint, we moved to New Jersey. Oh, okay. So that was my younger childhood. You yeah. moved around quite a few times in uh, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And then in my mid-teens, uh, young to mid-teens, moved back to this area Mm -hmm. and moved all over Michigan. Just, you name it, I probably lived there. Oh, I know that city. I live there too. You know, um, and have been here since then. Yeah. So, uh, what age were you in New Jersey till? I would say under five, Under five. probably Uh, until I was, gosh, maybe 13. Gotcha. Something like that. Okay, so is that? I've always wondered this. Like, I, I think I visited New York once. We always hear about like the New York New Jersey thing. Is that mm-hmm. like a real life rivalry uh, thing? Maybe I didn't sense it when I was young. Yeah, you know, because yeah. we were frequently in New York. We were frequently in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. You know, and those kinds of things. I lived right off of the Delaware River. Okay. So it was like, you know, I mean, just good childhood in that yeah. regard. Um, but. I, I couldn't you tell you. I'm too young, to really yeah. <laughs> too young to notice those things. <laughs> That's okay. Um, awesome. Do you have any brothers or sisters? Do I? <laughs> <laughs> no, I would probably say more that I have um, sets of siblings. Yeah, yeah. So I am one of the first set, one of four. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are four girls. And my mom remarried several times. Yeah. So then she had a son um, from another marriage. And then she had two more children mm-hmm. from another marriage. So yeah. a total of seven siblings. Wow. Yes, that's, seven of us. That's a lot. I just, yeah. I just have two. I have a similar... I have, uh, most of my siblings are half siblings okay, from okay. other 
uh, marriages, but I don't. Yeah, you have. I only have two. <laughs> two, <laughs> two, two, in two others. Two okay, others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. All right. Do you? Are you guys still close? Um, I would say that I'm closest with the younger set. Interesting. Okay. Even though I had not really, I wasn't raised with them. Yeah. You know, yeah, we yeah. Were out of, I was out of the house by that point, but um, closer to them because they're kind of more like children to me. Yeah. Interesting enough, yeah. That they're more like my own kids. They're the same age as my own kids. They hang out yeah. with my kids. So they're kind that's of more awesome. like children. I know. Yeah, I know. that's really cool. And then the one, the youngest of the four set, the set of four that I'm with, mm-hmm. you know, I'm close with her. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I guess we all moved and, yeah. you know, across yeah. the country and... Across the country is hard. Seriously. <laughs> we're all across the country, different states and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let me move on to the question that apparently is the <laughs> toughest for everyone. Everyone's been giving me a hard time about. But what? Uh-oh. And we talked about this. What is your favorite scripture right now? <laughs> I'm glad we talked about this because yeah. I'm like, oh, the scripture one. You know, it is tough because you know, I guess I feel like I don't know. It changes all the time. You'd be like, yeah. say, oh, this is my favorite one, but then another one comes. Oh, this is my favorite one. <laughs> you know. But I think the I would probably just say that the one that is sticking with me the most and just kind of really been hanging with me more recently mm-hmm. is um I don't even think I can pinpoint the actual verse but I know it's in Luke you know and it's um when Mary responded to the angel Gabriel mm-hmm. when he had said that she was going to be um, mothering uh, the son of God <laughs> yeah you know that to me and when she responded and said that I am the Lord's servant and may everything that you have said about me come true. And to me, it has mm-hmm. an impact, I guess, just because of her faithfulness and her yeah. willingness to just to go wherever the Lord takes her and just been sticking with me. Yeah. And, and, um, that's a good one where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, to even understand the more you dig into it, like her, her context, how, how young she was, how Indeed. difficult that situation was for her culturally and for her to be told all that and to say yes. And I think uh, about the unknown. Yeah. You know, the unknown, okay, how much did how much of a conversation mm. did they have? I've had a hundred questions, you know, but is it gonna be this? <laughs> is it gonna be like I mean, tell yeah. me what this is gonna look like. You know, am I gonna have this problem when I go announce this to my dad, you know, or what's gonna happen yeah. here? And for her not to really have all the answers, I'm assuming, you know, and there's so much un- unknown, she was still willing to say, you know, I'm the Lord's servant, you know, wherever wherever you take me. Yeah. So to me that's just impactful. Very, very impactful. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, it is Luke 1, 36, 38. Yes. Lord Turbin, let everything Luke you said happen to me. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The angel kind of, it's funny, the angel kind of pieces out. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> you said yes. That's and the end of the left. conversation. And then you left, right. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good one. Uh and I like that you're thinking about that one too, because I feel like sometimes we only think about Mary around Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is very true. I, I think, I mean, as a mother, I guess I think about her a whole lot deeper than that. Just yeah, you know yeah. about the whole journey that she went on, and yeah. you know, and having to just raise a, a child and raise, you know, and be pregnant. You know, was I an outcast? Was I, I mean, mm. all the aspects of yeah. it to me. I think about interestingly enough. Yeah. <laughs> It's a lot there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so when did you first start following Christ? This is another question I've been modifying as I go and get feedback from people. Yeah, that's a good way of wording it because, yeah. <laughs> again, complicated in my end. So interesting, um, I 
was raised mm -hmm. um, as a Jehovah's Witness. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, that was a completely different relationship yeah. um, to a God that I feel was quite different than who mm -hmm. I know now. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, had a relationship, somewhat relationship, um, at even though during those years, um, but my relationship with Christ now started when, um, to be honest, when I found out I was pregnant with my youngest daughter, mm -hmm. um, and at the time, you know, I was uh, felt like I had been rejected by God because yeah. of my being a Jehovah's Witness and yeah. some things that happened there that um, I ended up disfellowshipped in, yeah. in uh, with them. Mm. So that I interpreted as being rejected by God himself, yeah. you know, that this was, there was a mark that I had to match, that I had to meet, that I could yeah. not meet. And yeah. as many times as I had tried to meet, somehow or another, it just wasn't enough. And so I caught myself trying to just live my life the best I could, mm. quote unquote, outside of God. Yeah. And was living with a man and found myself pregnant. The relationship yeah. went south. Here I am, a single mom of now four kids. Mm. You know, at, at, who does that was my thought. Who does yeah. that? What is wrong with you? You you sunk lower than low. Mm. And I just felt even more rejected by God that yeah. I mean, there's no way he could. I've fallen too, way too short of the mark. And I knew better and shouldn't have. And here I am. But God in his loving grace. God in his loving grace and how he... Yeah. met me at my lowest and loved me and loved yeah. my child and but what about all the other things in my life and all these other horrible filthy things that I bring to the table are you sure yeah. you know and just to be met there so I, that was I got introduced to a God of love yeah completely different than the God I thought I knew yeah and so I consider that my coming to Christ moment because yeah. that's more the Christ I know yeah the God I know I think that makes sense I'm I'm happy to hear you learn the truth because mm -hmm. that can be hard mm -hmm. to live without knowing that truth. Mm -hmm. um, so a that's journey, really but good. it was yeah. impactful. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And I'm sure people are going to hear that and be reminded and maybe some people are going through some tough stuff, so I'm glad you shared that. Um, mm -hmm. Do you find, I'm curious, and, and you don't have to go too deep in this if you don't want to, but mm -hmm. I'm just curious uh, do pe how people kind of respond just when they you know hear Jehovah Witness when you mention it, because I feel like there's a very... Uh, I mean, even our culture has a very particular view of Jehovah's Witnesses and, and kind of stereotypical, I think, views. Mm -hmm. So how do you usually find that people react to, you know, hearing you used to be a Jehovah's Witness? I've actually had a number of different responses, honestly. Yeah. I've had people who relate to some degree, oh, mm -hmm. you know, I know how it is to have kind of more of legalistic yeah. uh, view of yeah. God you know I was raised Catholic or whatever and they relate in those regards mm. um, I've had people who um, you know maybe they don't fully understand oh so Jehovah's Witness you know I, I've known Jehovah's Witnesses they've come to my door before but that's yeah. about all they know yeah yeah um, that's usually what you hear right? yeah, yeah yeah so I tend to you know it's it is an interesting conversation with mm -hmm. certain people you know as they as we get into sometimes some of my personal experience you yeah. know is that and again just my journey and um there was this aspect of this the legalistic yeah. way of viewing god and meeting the mark and falling very short of the mark and yeah. uh rejecting our imperfection and realizing that we need a savior yeah <laughs> we need a savior hello you know that's you know <laughs> uh, yeah and how that wasn't a part of my experience as a job's witness it yeah. just i 
grace? What's that? You know? Yeah. I, I understood Jesus in a completely different uh, view than I do now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's been interesting as I interact with other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's provided really cool opportunities, though, to kind of speak your testimony or uh, mm-hmm. speak about your journey like you mm-hmm. just did and all the ways you've grown. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's not all bad. <laughs> no, I mean, any of my story, I mean, I've got quite a bit of a story from a number of different angles, yeah. but, you know, I tend to, God has used it in a number of ways yeah. just to have great conversations with other people. Yeah. Just amazing conversations. And, and I can relate to a lot of dysfunctional situations and <laughs> yeah. I understand how it is to be in those places and so I have a heart and a compassion yeah. for people who've been through some really difficult things yeah mm-hmm. and I mean when you look at scripture I think uh, God using people who are have not been through difficult things is mm-hmm. is abnormal <laughs> yeah the norm is for him to use people who have gone through difficult things so. very good point yeah mm-hmm. awesome that's a really powerful testimony very unique um mm-hmm. Here's a fun one. First job and first ministry-related job. Ooh. So um, first job overall and the first job that you got that was working in a church or working in, a, in some ministry that. capacity. Oh, goodness. i got to think about this. Um, <laughs> so my first job. So it's interesting, but I did all kind of little things. We were homeschooled. Yeah. So I had time. Yep. And everything was a learning opportunity, right? So, Are you saying that anyone who's homeschooled should go get a job right now? I, I'm saying that was my experience. <laughs> that was definitely my experience. Suddenly uh, yeah. we were like, oh, this is a learning experience. We should get the kids out here strawberry picking. And so I yeah. was strawberry picking. And I was, you know, worked with my stepfather, you mm-hmm. know, doing some office work in his, uh, you know, job for a period of time. And I, I don't know if those were considered first jobs. I think my first official job yeah. where you get a W-2 and all that kind of <laughs> stuff like that was um, at A&W. Okay. And, and and by that time I was um, back in Michigan, so it was yeah. the one. It was in Troy. I don't even think it's still there. I don't know, but it was in Troy, and I was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Because I was homeschooled, I got to work during the day. Yeah. <laughs> and work with adults, and so it was a very interesting situation. Yeah. Being, being very young and carrying these giant trays with like 100 pound root beers because yeah. mugs are heavy yeah enough. I remember those I, I love A&W the root beers great yeah but yeah I can't imagine having Swatting to at carry those on your, on your oh yeah because all the oh <laughs> coming after the root beer those are problems I didn't even think about oh yeah oh yeah did you like that job did you like the people you worked with I or? mean it was fun in the, in its own sense um, but yeah it was hard work it, yeah. you know definitely hard work yeah you know, I'm sure and, I thrown into the adult world is what I felt like, you know, yeah. okay. Cause I was dealing with other adults and they were on top of their game. And yeah. so learned how to mature pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I did swim lessons for a while. And it was interesting cause it was, you either got high school students like me or you would get, um, well, older people who were just in the field of education. And this was one of the ways mm-hmm. in which they wanted to educate. It was always interesting working with, Mm-hmm. At that age, mm-hmm. working with much older people, I like, I don't know what I'm doing. And you seem like you got it all together. <laughs> I know, I know. And I don't think that they were, you know, hey, let me take you under my wing and yeah, teach you. Yeah. It was just kind of more like, figure it out, dude. You got to keep up with us. Yep, so yep. it was like, okay, let me uh, grow up real quick. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. But it was fun. It was fun. But yeah. Mm-hmm. What about your first uh, ministry-related job? Or working in a church or working in any kind of ministry capacity? Yeah, um, actually, um, so again, we talked about like my coming to Christ moment was, mm-hmm. I would say around 2008-ish was yeah. when I came to Christ. Um, 
and um, got introduced to a couple who were here at Life Church because mm-hmm. that was I started coming to Life Church around 2008. Been awesome. Here, been here that long. Yeah. Yeah. That's been great. Around. Um, we and, need people who have been around here forever. Yeah, yeah I feel like, uh, you know, been through all the phases and all the growth and all yeah. the things that we've gone through. But yeah, I met a couple who has had a ministry, Highland Park Community Outreach, um, and started doing yeah. some administrative work for them. Oddly, you know, honestly, I'm still, I still do work for them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually still the treasurer there and do awesome. their administration yeah. and stuff. Um, you know, the ministry isn't thriving at the moment, but it yeah. is so just kind of, uh, you know, still doing just the paperwork and that kind of thing at this yeah. point. But that was my first Are they connected ministry. to Highland Park Baptist Church at all? No. Okay. No, they were um, their own little um, entity, but they um, they did a lot of work with Life Church and okay. with Life Church Southfield gotcha. for quite a little while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. All right. What do you like to do in your free time? Free time? I don't even know what that is. Like, I, what is it? <laughs> listen, every parent I've interviewed has given me the same initial this response. So foreign to me. Like, what in the world? Uh, <laughs> um, honestly. No, you have you have older children. I know you have free I time. Do, I do. But you, you know what's interesting is because, you know, that's my clan. That's my crew. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so, you know, and whenever we would have quote-unquote free time we'd hang out together yeah. you know so what that's, that's what together? i enjoy to do that's what i enjoy is i i love being with my kids even though they're grown i i look at them and i'm like this yeah that's mine that's right <laughs> it's my pride and joy right there you know yeah. what so kind we, of um, things do you guys do together yeah we love to um play family games things mm. like that you know yeah. when it's cold or when we're inside or watch movies you know when we're just kind of together inside yeah um but love to go and get together um go camping go Kayaking is one of my big things. Yeah, that's that. awesome. Yeah, my uh, my in laws have a couple of kayaks, so we uh, do that sometimes. Uh, and then I we steal them. Yeah. <laughs> I need, need a couple They're of kayaks around. The little single ones. Love it. But the the covered ones, I've never done that because they have like the uncovered ones. I've never done those ones. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I tried uh, the stand up uh, paddle boards once. So. Yeah. That's fun too. It's fun. It was difficult. It's different, especially <laughs> when you like get into some harder, harder water. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Fun, fun, but difficult, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. So, have you ever gone on any like uh, across state trips for kayaking or white river rafting or anything be like that? Amazing. Yeah. Oh, that would be so amazing. Uh, no, my my um, the younger sister who I told you mm-hmm. I was closest to of the of the set of the yeah, first four. Yeah. Um, she lives in Oregon, kind of cross country. Okay. But she, um, her and her husband, outdoors people as yeah. well, and so they've invited me a couple of times. Oh, you gotta go! You gotta go whitewater rafting. Yeah. I'm like, the problem is, I've got a Jelana, I've got you know a job. I can't yeah. just like ditch and go across country. And <laughs> would that be with... a thing they would want to do though? Would Jazz and Jelana want to do that? You know, they probably would. Okay. Now that they're a little older, you All know, right. the times we can start that... thinking about it. Oh yeah, I'm like, remember you invited me? You should do that again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need another we one should, of those. We should invites. do this now. Yeah. <laughs> Make it happen. That's funny. Absolutely, my God, I would do that. I would take them up on there yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Have you guys been on any vacations as a family lately? Uh, actually, our most recent. Um, well, I mean, yeah, we tend to try to go at least once a year and do some yeah. kind of thing. Usually, camping, that's really cool. Camping and that kind of thing, just being outside, being with one another. Um, our, I think, one of the vacations that we went on that was. A little bit more travel involved. Yeah. Um, we went to again see my sister in Oregon. Mm-hmm. 
a couple years back and um, her and her husband just with God's grace my gosh they just were so loving and yeah. paid for us to come literally me and every child oh to goodness. go to yeah. Oregon this is a pretty That's penny awesome. but they paid yeah. and we went to um, a, a, a scenic viewpoint um, by Face Rock yeah. in Bandon, Oregon Okay. Um, my god it was just and just spent quite a few days there off the Pacific Ocean yeah. just in an old rustic cabin and just enjoy one awesome. another. Mm. That's Good so times. cool. Good yeah, times. that sounds like a great vacation. <laughs> uh, what? Oh, okay. So I have the two icebreakers now. I've been changing these out for everyone. Okay. So no one's getting the same ones. Even though I put them in the middle in the end, which doesn't really make sense, but it's fine. This no, is how we do things. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so what, uh, what was your least favorite food as a child? And mm. do you still hate it? Oh my gosh, least favorite. I don't think I have a least favorite, I'll be honest with you, because I gotta gotta think here. Nothing that you were like, I don't really want to eat that. I don't think so. I'll be honest to say, yeah, I mean, pretty broad spectrum. I was introduced to all kinds of different food growing up. I was grateful for that because um, my stepfather was, you know, just always checking out different restaurants and all these different things, and I think... You know, I was always open to it. Like, oh, yeah. let me try it. Let me try it. Um, okay, I have something. Okay, <laughs> I was like, "There's no way." It is just like all food. Honestly, yeah. My, um, you know, so he liked to go check out these different burger joints. You know, just this little, you know, hole in the wall, a couple of burger joints. And I yeah. remember he had one time. I don't know how in the world, but he had them make this giant <laughs> sausage patty. Okay. And I'm like. What in the world? This thing was the grease burger of grease burgers. Oh my goodness! And he's like, you should try this. And I remember I was done. Like, oh no. Mm-mm. And to this day, I have a hard time <laughs> with anything that has too much. Yeah, like too grease much grease. Too much. Yeah. I'm just okay. Like, oh, that makes so. Like, if you get like, man, it's a shame too. But when you get really greasy, greasy pizza, will you like do the napkin I, pat I down, have, or you, you just do won't it. eat I it? Just, in, in my mind, goes right back to yeah. that big giant sausage <laughs> burger it was sausage it was so yeah i would say to this day i have a hard time with sausage too just like okay and kind of like no i don't want it on the pizza no i'm not yeah. interested in the breakfast sausage i'll go for bacon thank you yeah yeah but bacon is better but bacon is better <laughs> we can agree on that <laughs> all right uh if you could instantly become i thought this would be a good one for you if you could instantly become an expert in something what would it be Oh, an expert in something. Just overnight. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a difficult one. Let's see. Let's see. Um, you know what? Uh, <laughs> if I could be an expert, I, I'm always interested in the mind thing. I'm a deep yeah, thinker, yeah, yeah. you know, and so the kids and I have been, like, dabbling into this, you know, like, you know, we're, we are, we watch the movie, the Marvel movies and those kinds of things yeah, yeah. are different, like, oh, you know, the superpowers and all those kinds of things. And so if I could instantly have the superpower, <laughs> the superpower of, um, being able to like read minds or, you know, okay. go into, you know, and, uh, I don't know if I want to manipulate minds or anything like that, but, you know, yeah. be able to reach into deeper and go off into people's thinking, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I think an X-Men yeah. or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, yeah. that would be the one that I would have. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That's don't know. a good choice. Go superpower. Is this an expert thing? Is this reality? Or we're off in I, another field here? <laughs> it's whatever. I, I like that answer. Okay. That's good. <laughs> um, what is what is your guys' favorite Marvel movie? Um, I don't think we could 
pick one. We were just kind of following them. I okay. think. What was I the think, last one you watched? Oh, the last one. Yeah. Uh, we've been going over them, rewatching. Yeah. The last one I think was a Spider-Man one. <laughs> the newest one? Oh, uh, it wasn't the newest one. Oh, it's the on new the one's about, so to, good. about yeah. to. The yeah. new one's so good. Okay, I, good. I was a huge fan. Good, good, good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We, yeah, I'm looking forward to the Spider-Man. That's what we one. did. What Jasmine and I did for uh, the pandemic is we went back and rewatched all the all, of the, all the old yeah. stuff. Yeah, and there was a couple she hadn't seen. Like uh, I think she hadn't seen Ant Man. She wasn't super interested oh, okay. in seeing that one. But okay. I was like, well, we're gonna watch it because we're gonna watch you gotta, all of them. You got to know them just to know the story. I think. <laughs> yeah. You know, just to connect. Oh, nerds, I guess. <laughs> <Just to> <laughs> no, they're all they're all good. I, they're <laughs> like it's so popular at this point. That I don't even know if you can call it like a nerd thing anymore. Like everyone watches them. Maybe. Um, but yeah, the Spider Man, the newer Spider Man. Are some of my favorites. All right, all They're right. Not like the old I'll ones. I'll more much, incentive but. to go do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, here's here's another a tougher question. Um, so I've been asking everyone like uh, pieces of advice they have received, and I've been trying to adjust them a little bit so that we can kind of talk about advice for whoever's listening to our podcast, wherever they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, but for you, I was gonna go a little bit more generic. How about um, what is the best piece of advice uh, you ever received from a family member? Gosh, from a family member. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think I can pinpoint it from a family member. <laughs> how about? <laughs> I, what's I the best piece of advice? about that one for a minute. Uh, how about let's make it easier? Uh, what's the best piece of advice you re- received when you were young? Hmm. Because hmm. if you remember it, it was probably pretty impactful. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I, for me, I think it's like remembering childhood. I'm like, oh gosh, I don't know, you know. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I think about my childhood. I think about some of the things. Oh my goodness, a lot of it, half of it, frankly, is a blur. Yeah. <laughs> half of it is a blur. So when I'm thinking about like um, advice from a childhood, I could probably go more into advice that I've gotten from spiritual family. Yeah, you that's know, also, yeah, you know, that's a good. Uh, not necessarily that's so much better family. than the one I asked. Yeah, yeah. Best advice from family. spiritual family. I love that. Yeah, my gosh. So from spiritual family, I would say you know that has had more impact in my life for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say I I really glean so heavily from a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, a very good friend of mine. She's a spiritual sister to me, and I adore how she seems to just kind of roll with the punches. Yeah, literally. You know, life comes, and I and I don't know if the advice is more like be still, yeah, be still, and like really like mm. you know understanding God is God, you know yeah. He is all powerful. Be still, or if it's or if it is more in line with the whole roll with the punches, yeah, you know line. But for her, I just adore how she can. Life throws things and just throws things and throws things, yeah. and I'm over here just riding this roller coaster, going, "What in the world? Yeah. Oh, this horrible, horrible thing happened!" And then, "Oh, this great, great, wonderful thing happened!" And yeah. feeling like I'm on just this emotional roller coaster, yeah. and she really does seem to roll with the punches, and yeah. just I think has down pat this whole, just be still, yeah. you know, be still, be present. Do you um, find that difficult to do? I, for me, being being still is very hard. John and I are working on a habit where we're both trying to uh, use a tool to help us kind of have moments of stillness throughout the day. So I, it's difficult for mm. me. Do you find that a thing that's difficult for you to do? I think so. Yeah. I think, I don't know if it's, you know, even just single mom kind of thing and mm. having a lot of responsibilities. So I always feel like Busy I'm schedule. juggling. <laughs> yeah. Go, 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 go. Always juggling things and, um, 
you know, with life and things that get thrown at you, you can, you know, start going quickly into the, oh, it's the end of the world, you yeah. know, dramatizing yeah. the whole situation or whatever. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I would say so, you know. Yeah. So I, I think that's why I admire it the most, where I'm just yeah. like, I really need to learn how to just roll with those punches, yeah. you know, and just learn how to sit still, understand that God is God, and be present and just be here and, yeah. you know, roll with it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's pretty mm-hmm. good advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something mm-hmm. we should all strive for. Um, so yeah, last one, and and I'm interested in. We talked about this ahead of time, but I mentioned this one because uh, um, you are one of the people who've been here longer. Um, mm-hmm. and we interviewed Bridget, and Bridget's been here a little bit longer too. But I think of all the staff that is, we have right now, I think you've been here the longest. You were here before L, right? Oh, um, was, I don't know when Al started. I started March 2019. I think 2019 we had quite a few hires. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so but how long I have think, you been, because you said you've been a part of the church since. Yeah, been a part of the church Yeah, since, I just meant that in general. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, part of the church since 2008. Okay. Yeah, quite some time. Yeah. Uh, and I and I had to throw this little extra in there. So yeah. I was part of the church since two, Life Church Canton for 2008. Um, but then when we started to plant churches and started the church plant in Life Church Southfield, mm. um, it was primarily my oldest son, Adrian, who yeah. really wanted to be a part of that. And I could just see like his apostleship just like flourishing. Yeah, this. So he really awesome. wanted to go be a part of that. So, of course, we you know jumped on that. And so yeah. we went, stepped away from Canton for a little while, went to go be a part of Life Church Southfield and planting that, stayed there for... I can't pinpoint was if it was three or four years, yeah. but then he went off to college and my other kids were still very connected with uh, the youth program, yeah. you know, and yeah. that's where her, their friends were. So we came back. So yeah, still awesome. very much part of life. Yeah, but, you know, absolutely. Just uh, had that was kind of part of the journey. Yeah. A little off off to the side and then came back. <laughs> that's all right. Mm-hmm. So with all of that um, kind of exposure and having been here. Um, mm-hmm. We're talking a lot about our 10-year vision. We just mm-hmm. finished a series on it and, and kind of walked our church through what that looks like. So I wanted to ask you, and I've been asking everyone, uh, when we talk about the 10-year vision and, and what's ahead for Life Church Canton, what are you excited about? Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, as I'm learning and understanding more about the vision, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for how we as a church are finally, you know, like we're taking serious this commission to yeah. go make disciples you know, that's good in being diligent and focused on spiritual growth and even better reclaiming our identity in Christ. But even more so, my heart, my passion is um, this biblical justice and love. It, it just is. I mean, yeah. when we had that sermon uh, with Nathan recently and we did kind of house church style. Yeah, yeah. We were all on the stage there. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was really impactful. You know, Nathan's yeah. sermon about the, you know, biblical justice there. Yes. And some of those things that we talked about, you know, just pulled at my heartstrings. Yeah. Just big time, you know, uh, you know, 13,000 children in foster care and, yeah. you know, thir- 300 in need of a family right now. I mean, it just makes me think about all these children and their, their identity in Christ. Yeah. What does that do to them? Yeah. You know, them being out there and not having a place that they belong. Yeah. And and it's literally just being born into an unfortunate circumstance, no fault of their own. Yeah. You know, and I just think about that. It just really pulls at my heart. And, you know, you mentioned how four homeless people froze and died in one day. Yeah. And that was here Over in Canada. that weekend, yeah. What? That's, I mean, I, I mean, to me, just the injustices in the world in general 
or you know one that hit home to me you know having biracial children yeah Bridget had mentioned how yeah. you know she has to raise her sons and I think about how you know it's it sickens me that people just because they have a higher amount of melanin in their bodies are somehow considered lesser yeah <laughs> You know, and or just because they look different from others or have a different hair texture. And, yeah. and so how do you as a mother mm. tell your children, you know, you know, I'm so happy you're born and you're welcome to the world. Unfortunately, you know, let me train you about reality that you are going to be considered somehow lesser and you're going to be yeah. mistreated and you're going to be whatever just because you were born into the world. Yeah. You know, and so... I mean, and, you know, my personal experiences of uh, sexual abuse and things of that nature. So when I think about the injustices that happen toward women, human trafficking. Yeah. I mean, just in general, those really pull at my heartstrings. Yeah. And just... As they should. (laughs) Yeah, indeed. And so for me to go after and understand that, you know, Jesus was for those who have suffered injustices and he... Uh, you know, so for us to take that on and to go after that and to um, go out, <laughs> go out. And how can we, um, you know, show biblical love yeah. uh, to injustices? Yeah. So, and so that's, I'm excited about that. And I'm yeah. really grateful that we're taking that on as church. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about, as you were talking, um, just, you know, the issue of, of raising children. You have to explain the world's going to treat them differently. I said, there's a show, Jasmine, I started watching. It's called uh, Raising Dion. I don't know if you've oh, yeah, heard yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a show uh, about a child uh, whose father uh, passes on superpowers to him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I went in and think, oh, it's going to be, you know, this really cool show. It's a superhero show. Uh, I tackle some tough stuff. There's a conversation where she sits down with her, her boy because the, the father is uh, has passed away and says, like, you have superpowers, and that's awesome, but people are still going to treat you mm-hmm. a certain way. And, like, mm-hmm. seeing the, the lens of that context of, like, you are special, but all, even though you are special, yeah. like, this special, yeah. you still... Yeah. I still need to have that conversation with you, and I can't imagine, mm-hmm. and I'm sure mm-hmm. it's been tough for you. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was eye-opening for me to, to watch that conversation play out. And, and obviously it's a TV show, and mm-hmm. it's dealing with fictitious circumstances, but I think it, it really... There's a reality. It kind of was making a point of, like, even, mm-hmm. even though, you know... Yeah. And I'll be that. honest to say, you know, again, we talked about as a child, you know, you may not see some of the things that were going on between the, what, the New York New and New Jersey rivalry or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. I didn't see any of that. You know, maybe part of my upbringing was due to some ignorance, but um, being, you know, raised in New Jersey, there were just so many different um, uh cultures that I was yeah. exposed to and that was my normal. Yeah. And then so for me to come here and I don't know if it was because of it was just how it is here or if it was just because yeah. my eyes are open because I was older what it was but it became very clear and evident to me of this major major segregation. Yes. Like big time. And it was so weird and so odd to me because I'm so used to having close friends from many different cultures and different experiences and even now, like I live in a community and there's yeah. so much Indian culture and just um, Asian culture and, you know, a little black culture in there. And it was just so interesting that yeah. they all stay in their own little sections, even though we're all living amongst one another. And it's it's the weirdest thing to me. And yeah. I feel like so the kids and I, 
I think people don't know what to take of us. Like, who are you guys? What are you? What are you guys? You know, yeah. what is your ethnicity? What's your like? Because they want to try to fit me into some kind of category. Yeah. And I appreciate that we may not necessarily fit into some kind of category because then yeah. we can kind of blend. Yeah. <laughs> We can blend better, and like if the kids and I are going for a walk or something, I tend to be the weird one who actually says hi as we pass by <laughs> someone else's walking, and they usually yeah. look at me funny like, what, did she just say something to yeah. me? I'm like, why is this weird? Why yeah. should this be weird? You that know you said be, hi yeah. to the, to the you know, you know you said hi to the person who looked like you when you passed by mm, them. Yeah. So why should it be weird when, you know, to receive a hello yeah. from somebody who doesn't look like you? Yeah. So just interesting things like that that just yeah you know are my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I love her at the point where like us having this conversation even on a thing we're gonna put out is not weird. Like this is normal for a church. We talk about these things and mm-hmm. we wrestle with them uh, and we have mm-hmm. the tough conversation. So yeah, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Appreciate where we're going. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. You know, we have a busy schedule. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope that you guys enjoyed hearing. Veronique and hearing more about her story and getting to know her. I know I have. Um, but yeah, we're, we're just so thankful that you guys are listening uh, and that uh, you're participating in what God is doing in this church. Uh, if you have anything going on, um, whatever it is, whatever cir- circumstance or situation, it's too hard words to say next to each other, <laughs> uh, reach out and let us know. Um, you belong to God and therefore you belong to this community. So we don't want you to ever feel alone. Uh, you can reach out for prayer via uh, the Connect card uh, on our Now page. Um, or you can reach out and it, we have uh, life group semester groups that meet we have more coming up in the summer these are great places to be surrounded uh, by people who love you and care about you and will do life with you so if you're interested in that reach out Pastor Al would love to talk to you about that uh, but we hope you have a great week uh, we hope that you see God move in some powerful ways and we will see you again soon uh, with our next sermon talk to you guys later want to say bye bye <laughs> <laughs>